0: We go oh, oh here we go. What is going on, you guys? Low the nest Imperial Highway. I love this song. Big Ness, lay that on my guys. side. What is Saturday the wind on, blowing guys? high guys, from the we My blue thoughts. You guys, welcome to my blue thoughts. This is my Dodger Podcast where I talk about one of my most favorite things in the world, and that is Los Angeles Dodgers baseball. Holy shit, you guys. Can you believe this really quick? I'm just... I'm not great with math. I'm not. But uh at this point, the Dodgers, I mean... <sighs> we're basically... we've we've already completed almost 20% of the Major League Baseball season. A couple more games, and we'll be right there. I mean, five more games, technically, but whatever, man. No, that'll be 25%. Like, another game, like, two games. Anyway, you get it, dude. We've already played ten games, and we're one-sixth of the way through the fucking Major League Baseball season, and I just... I don't know what to say. It's been a weird... uh, First couple weeks of the season, um, at the, as it stands right now, I'll, I'll get into the Dodgers in a second. But as it stands right now, you guys, the Dodgers are seven and three, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, that's basically on pace, uh, if you you know projected over a sixty-game season, to be forty-two and eighteen, which uh, should be plenty to be. To, to to win the West easily. But uh like uh if you remember on episode one, this guy, that's me, predicted that the Dodgers would finish 47 and 13. So it's a little bit off that pace, but we had a couple hiccups and uh it's whatever, man. Um the Dodgers did exactly this week what I hoped they would do. They went one, two, three. Four, five, and one. That's right. We swept the Astros, which, I mean, it's a two-game series in Houston. Dodgers played well. I mean, they did. They played well. They were better than the Astros. Uh, it was funny listening to Oral Hershiser as, uh, I think it was Bregman and Correa and Altuve went like over for 21 or something. And he said, uh, guessing what's coming is easier than knowing what's coming. And uh, that's actually pretty fucking right on, man. It is. Uh, I'm sure that if any of those players don't play well this season, that's going to be the narrative is that they don't know what's coming and they suck and blah, blah, blah. Listen, you guys. I'm not going to take away anything from Jose Altuve, Lance Bregman. Carlos Correa, fucking... I mean, I will take something away from J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, the guy that plays basketball. Josh Redick! Uh, because when the Dodgers traded for him in 2016, he did dick. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, was hitting big home... It's whatever, man. It's fine. But, uh, you know, those, those are all great players, you know? But... I don't know if you could be as great if you don't know it's coming. That's all I'm saying. We'll we'll see. You know, if any of those guys don't do well, even though it's only a sixty-game season, everybody's gonna point to the fact that well, since they're not cheating, they they must not be able to win the same way. And yeah, um, I do want to talk about just really quick. I'm gonna get the negative out of the way. On uh, on Friday, the Dodgers, they had a little hiccup. I didn't really appreciate it uh, when they uh, when, when when they blew a game against the Diamondbacks, and I say blew because that's exactly what happened, man. They fucking blew it. They were up three one, and then there was an error, and was, you know it it sucked, man. It wasn't the best, but uh, you know shit happens. But it's losses like that that kind of come back and haunt you over the course of. 162 game season and for sure over a 60 game season they're going to haunt you because you know n- that what they <laughs> uh, all the announcers and everybody keep saying, you know, each win is multiplied by 2.7 and each loss is multiplied by two like yeah okay we get it dude it's a 60 game season. We get it, okay? So each loss is like yeah, I get it. But what I don't get is how the Dodgers I'm still mad that they lost two games against the Giants, if I'm being honest. But, you know, I said I wanted them. I I expected them to go 4-2 this week. But I wanted them to go 5-1 this week. And you know what? They went 5-1. And And I'm very excited about it. Um, As you guys remember also, if you're paying attention, which, I mean, why wouldn't you be paying attention? Okay? Why wouldn't you be paying attention to me? (laughs) <laughs> um, I predicted that uh, one of the three guys, Walker Buehler, Clayton Kershaw, or Julio Urias, would uh, win the Cy Young this year. And so far, all three of those guys have been great. Uh, Kershaw had his first start on Sunday. Fucking six Ks in five and two-thirds inning. Look, innings looked great. His velocity was up a little bit. 92, 93-ish. So maybe the offseason spent at uh, Driveline Academy has helped him out. I was hoping that would be the case, but, you know, it's only one start. But uh, I think Clayton deep down knows that, you know, he's probably going to uh, write out the rest of his Dodger contract that he has right now. And, you know, that's probably going to be it for him as a Dodger. And, you know, I can't imagine Kershaw going somewhere else. You know, I just, I can't. It hurts me to see him. It hurts me to even think about Clayton in another, uh, another, in the uniform. But, you know, he's got, I think, one more year left on this contract. Um... I'm going to look it up right now as we talk about this. Because the point that I'm trying to make is... uh Man, my internet sucks where I am. (laughs) The fucking internet sucks where I am. Uh, The point being is, you know, with the Dodgers signing Mookie to all this money... And an extension probably means that there's not going to be a lot of money left for one Clayton Kershaw when all this is said and done. So, yeah, like he's probably going to write out the rest of his contract. I think he's got one more year after this year. And then that's it, man. And so I think Clayton knows that deep down. And he's going to do everything that he can because he's a competitor to uh, help bring a championship to the Dodgers. And unlike in years like in 2013 and 14 and 15 and all those other years, um, he doesn't have to be the guy. He's actually not the guy. And I've kind of talked about it a little bit. But, you know, Walker Bueller is the actual ace now. With his stuff and his makeup, he is, you know, the ace by definition. And Clayton is more of the ace By, you know, seniority and tenure and whatnot. But we also got another ace in Julio Urias waiting in the wings. And I've seen him pitch. You know, I've been a fan of him since the beginning. And uh, he's looked great in both of his starts this season. You know, he had a little hiccup one inning. But that was about it, man. And uh, the Dodgers look fucking great, man. Aside from... Losing two games against the fucking Giants last week, which I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. It's fine, dude. It's whatever. Uh, They they handled the Astros like I wanted them to. They handled the Diamondbacks, and, you know, guys are starting to hit. You know, Cody Bellinger was kind of tinkering with some stuff and didn't really come out of the gate well. But, you know, he is dropping bombs again. Mookie Betts, same thing, hit a fucking opposite field home run into the fucking pool at Chase Field, or whatever the fuck the Diamondbacks call their state, I don't even, honestly, I don't even fucking know what they call it anymore, it used to be Bank One, I'm pretty sure it's Chase Field now, but whatever, who cares, nobody fucking goes, I mean, obviously nobody goes, because nobody can go to any games, but like, even if there were, you know, people were allowed, nobody fucking goes to the Diamondbacks. You know to D-backs whatever the fuck you want to call them. okay nobody goes to watch the D-backs it's fine Uh, unless they're playing the Dodgers then there's probably a lot more fans there you know but whatever point being is uh you know the, the Diamondbacks have some issues you know Bumgarner's hurt or something or his velocity's down so they think his shoulder might have a problem yeah no shit dude that fool's throwing like a million innings you know, um, but guys are starting to come around. I love fucking Edwin Rios. Edwin Rios is a guy that just comes off the bench and fucking drops bombs. Hit a go-ahead home run uh, against the Astros this week. Fucking no doubt, his his swing is pretty. Okay, I don't know what <laughs> where he's gonna fit in with this Dodger team because. They're so fucking deep everywhere. You know, you got MVP in right field, MVP in center field. Then you got, you know, guys like Jock and A.J. Pollock battling for left field, platooning, basically. And then you got guys like Taylor and Kike, who also are going to fill in in left field. And then, you know, Rios plays first, plays third. He could DH. I would think he could play left field if you could play first and third, but I don't know. I think he's played it a little bit, but his bat, fucking, this dude fucking drops bombs. I saw him last year. I was very impressed, and it'll be interesting to see how they figure him in. I mean, I could see a scenario. I don't want to put this out there because I love Jock, but you know, it's pretty clear at this point because the Dodgers platoon him so much that this is probably going to be his last year as a Dodger. And that's kind of sad for me because, you know, he's kind of my favorite Dodger. Uh, I always tend to uh, to gravitate towards the guys that play, you know, specifically center field, you know, because that's the position that I played. Um, so those are the guys that I usually enjoy watching. And over the last couple of years, Jock has become more of like a, a left fielder. Right fielder because Cody Bellinger covers so much ground. Um, So, but Jocks my kind of my favorite Dodger because he was the center fielder, Um, even though he bats left handed. I usually my favorite guys are usually the guys that play center field and then bat right handed, throw right handed. You get it, like Matt Kemp. You know, he was my dude. Even when they moved him over to right, you know, I was like, yeah, that's my dude. Um, So, you know, I'm pretty sure that jock like i said this is probably going to be his last season as a dodger so i mean depending on what our needs are i, I can't <laughs> if i'm being honest when this trade deadline comes around i don't even know if the dodgers are gonna make a trade because i don't even think they need to make a trade they've got the arms fucking i told you guys about brewster brew Brewstar, star gratterall and this dude is a closer in the making, Kenley better fucking stay on his game, because this dude is chomping at his heels, Blake training, I've seen him fucking throw some wicked fucking sliders, and some mean ass fucking sinkers, and let me just tell you, as someone that played baseball, has played for fucking, god, 35 years or so, I don't even know how you throw a sinker, I, I don't, um, I think some guys just have the ability to sink the ball. I guess there's a grip that you could do, but I think that's just a God-given ability, kind of like Mariano Rivera would throw the cutter, and same with Kenley. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I might sound stupid, but I think it's just a natural thing. I don't think there's a, I know there's like a split-finger, you know, fastball that some guys throw, and that's different, but an actual sinking fastball, I think some guys just have the ability to for the ball to sink, you know, like a Greg Maddox and guys like that, you know, that could just move the ball by holding it a certain way or letting go. First, I don't know. I I, I honestly I don't know, but uh, I've seen the movement on him and the Dodgers just have a great fucking bullpen. Gonsolin came up and filled in with a quality. It wasn't a quality start by definition, but he was great. Dustin May's looked fucking great. I mean, the Dodgers are rolling on all cylinders right now. I know the record's only seven and three. But that's pretty fucking good coming out of the gate, you know. It's all they're going to be all division games, and then you got the interleague with the Angels and the Astros and the Mariners. And oh man, I I don't think that the record that I predicted, forty-seven and thirteen, is out of the realm of possibility. They're just so deep. They're so deep. You bring in a pinch hitter and he drops a bomb. Like you got guys like Kike and Chris Taylor, and Muncy, who could play multiple positions. I mean, Justin Turner, for all it's worth, you know, he he's third base on the lineup card. But this fucking dude, basically, with the way the Dodgers shift, he's playing second base, he's playing third base, he's playing fucking shallow right field. I mean, this dude's fucking playing all over the place. He's playing first, you know, like, all of the Dodgers... So many of them can play, you know, even Cody, you know, all these guys, Mookie. Did you know that Mookie Betts fucking can play second base? I didn't fucking know that. This dude takes ground balls in case they need him at second. Like, these guys are so versatile. Austin Barnes, same thing. Yeah, he's a catcher and a game caller, but he could also fill in at third or second or first or outfield. Like, you got so many moving parts on defense, and you don't really lose anything defensively. You know, the Dodgers don't really make a lot of errors, even though they got guys that they move around a lot. So you've got a deep fucking defense, solid, you know, game-saving defense. You've got a fucking lineup that's number one in home runs. Yeah, it's only 10 games, but we're only going to play 60 games. So when you got fucking guys one through nine that can hit jacks, I mean, I think the if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm not being a homer. I'm just being fucking real. Okay. Chris Taylor in his career has hit 20 home runs before. Okay. Kike Hernandez has hit 20 home runs before. Fucking Jock has hit 20 home runs. Mookie, same thing. Corey, same thing. Turner, same thing. Pollock, I'm not sure if he's hit 20 home runs in his career. I'm assuming he has at some point. Let's take a look. If my internet fucking works. And it doesn't. Go fuck yourself, internet. You suck ass. Uh, he's got 20 home run power. I'm pretty sure he's had home run, 20 home run seasons before. I'm, I'm almost positive. Uh, same thing with fucking, you know, Will Smith. Had 15 home runs and he didn't even play a whole season last year. I mean, the Dodgers got have so many fucking weapons. Okay. Defensively offensively and i love it man i do uh i think there's a couple guys on this team like i said that are playing the the last year that they will be in a dodger uniform and they're gonna really go after it and uh the as weird as this fucking whole thing is you know they're wearing masks in the dugout they can't take showers at the field You got the Marlins that fucking half the team went to a fucking club and they're sick. So they've only even played three games and there's going to be doubleheaders scheduled because of all the games that they've missed. And it's fucking a mess if I'm being honest. And uh, I just read that Ioannis Cespedes fucking decided to opt out of the season. Didn't tell the Mets, just fucking bounced, left his hotel, took a shit. And then finally, someone, I guess, gave the message to somebody that says, yo, I'm out, dude. And I'm just like, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, this fucking shit is so crazy. But at the same time, like, you know, I was telling you guys, you know, I'm watching these games uh, from Oklahoma. And, I mean, it doesn't matter where I am. But, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge to stay up to watch the games because, you know, Oklahoma where I am we're two hours ahead of you know you know Pacific time and most of the games start at seven which means they start at nine here and so I got to kind of rearrange my schedule a little bit so that I could stay up and watch the games Uh, because usually I wake up at like 4 30-ish to go to the gym at five I'm not going to bore you guys with all this information but the point being is that it's it's hard to stay up and watch these fucking games, you guys. I'm having some trouble. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I did fall asleep a couple times um, towards the end of the game, like in the eighth inning or so. I fell asleep because just I works. I work my the work that I do out here in Oklahoma on a farm is what I'm doing. Um, is physically exhausting. So by the time the end of the day comes, now i got to stay up to watch the game. It's very challenging. And the point I'm trying to make is I understand now why they say, like, there's, you know, the media and whatnot has an East Coast bias because the East Coast is three hours ahead. So now that I'm thinking about it, these fucking games on the West Coast don't even start until 10 o'clock on the East Coast. It's going to be really hard to stay up and watch a fucking baseball game that you have you know, no interest in, Um, but at the same time, if they're writers and they're supposed to be following this sport, that is an interest, so I guess you could throw that out of the fucking window, but I could say that I kind of get it, why there's a bias, because it's just hard to fucking stay up, man, and I'm a diehard fan, and a couple times, I've fallen asleep, so I get it, however, if you're going to be fucking biased and not get the Dodgers the credit that they deserve, you know, especially over the last couple seasons, but especially with how deep they are this season. I don't know, man. But uh, this week, the Dodgers have a uh, an interesting set of circumstances. Um, we're going to be playing the, uh, the Padres, who, uh, you know, on this podcast in years past, I've called the Padres... Fucking just garbage. Okay, for the last few years they have been garbage. They've gone out and made some big moves, trying to make a splash. You know, getting guys like Matt Kemp and Will Myers, and you know, then getting Machado last year, and they've had, you know, Craig Kim- Craig Kimbrel, and just you know, they they've they've tried to do something, but you know, just never really came to fruition but they've got some they've got some guys on their team now uh like a tatis for one like he's really exciting to watch and i think the padres you know a lot of people are talking about it that they could be a sleeper team and i don't think they're a sleeper team you know i think that they're just uh they're, they're a team that has some talent and so it'll be interesting to see how the Dodgers match up against them and how they match up against the Dodgers and such. Um, it'll also be interesting because, you know, normally when the Dodgers play the Padres, um, especially down in San Diego, there's a lot more Dodger fans there. And I think that as a player, that kind of dips into your psyche a little bit. Whereas like, man, I'm playing on my home, you know, field and there's more fans for the other team. And they're like, they may never admit it, but that's got to be going through their mind. They're only human, you know. So with no fans there, I think it kind of gives these guys, you know, uh, a chance to just relax and just go out and play the game. And if they have the kind of talent that, you know, people think they do, it might be interesting. You know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of excited just to see them, uh, just to see the team and to see how they, how they play and to see, you know, how guys like I said, Tatis Jr. You know what's crazy is I remember Fernando Tatis Sr. um dropping bombs against fucking uh call it uh I wanna say it was Chanho Park. I'm pretty sure. Uh I remember we had gone this is when Mark McGuire was on the Cardinals. I wanna say this was ninety eight Uh, Summer of 98, and we go to see Mark McGuire and Fernando Tatis, who hit behind Maguire, I believe back then, um, hit fucking two grand slams in one inning. Okay, first of all, how the fuck is the pitcher still in the game after giving up a grand slam and then the guy comes up to the, that means you've given up like five or six runs at that point. And then you're going to let him just stay in there. And so, yeah, I remember Fernando Tatis hitting two grand slams in one inning um, against the Dodgers. And now his son is, you know, a promising prospect. Uh, But I know the – the the Potters have a good young team, you know. So it's going to be interesting. They've been playing, you know, fairly well this season so far. Um, They are – You know, 6-4, and which is not bad. Um, They've got solid young pitching. So, you know, this is going to be a crazy season. You know, there's going to be expanded playoffs. There's fucking COVID all over the place. It's it's fucking weird. But, you know, the, the Dodgers play the Padres, and they play the Angels this weekend. And I'm actually excited to see both series. You know, I'm excited to see how the Dodgers match up against the Padres. Especially playing four games against them, you know that I'm sorry, three games against them, that'll be interesting. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong schedule. I'm a fucking asshole. Uh, the Dodgers play the Angels next weekend. We do play the Padres next weekend for four games. I'm looking at the wrong week. Uh, so the Dodgers got three games against the Padres, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we got three games against the Giants at home, which uh, doesn't really fucking matter because we just played them at home and we split two games each against him so it's whatever man Um, I think the Dodgers will be looking for some redemption so uh, here's where I I will make my predictions for the week so three games against the Padres three games against the Giants Uh, I will say I think the Dodgers I'm going to go I'm going to be bold and say the Dodgers sweep the Giants take two out of three against the Padres 5 and one week again. Another 5 and one week again is what I predict uh, for this week. I think it's very doable, and uh, I think that's it. So, um, you know, that's it, man. You know, this this season, like I said, it's going to be weird. It's weird to see, you know, it was weird to see the extra base, uh, the extra innings rule come into effect with the Dodgers. Um, I've always kind of thought that mlb should do that just to speed up the games and you know i just i mean i stayed up the other day they're playing the astros they played 13 innings i was up until you know fucking almost one o'clock even with you know putting the guy on second so i mean it speeds up the game a little bit i like it you know i know purists don't like it but i also understand that the sport um Maybe losing popularity, especially amongst young kids because young kids' attention spans are so short, so I understand that what Major League Baseball is trying to do, at least for this season, but uh, it was interesting to see the first leadoff to run home run in Major League history, that's what uh, Rios did against the Astros the other day, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the course of, and, and, I'm, and I'm not mistaken, honestly, But I think that once the playoffs start, we're going back to, like, traditional baseball as far as there won't be a runner on second base in extra innings. So I think it's just for the season. Um, I also don't know if uh, the DH will be in effect for the postseason. And I probably should know. And I'm going to find this out. And I'll report back to you next week about it. So um, anyway... Um, that's my prediction you guys Um, this has been my blue thoughts and uh, by the way uh, hello all my listeners Um, this podcast is available on iTunes now or an Apple podcast so um, I'm using Anchor as my host Anchor FM so if you have Anchor FM the app you can listen to the podcast there Um, if you have apple Podcasts, you could listen to it there if you have spotify you could listen to it there and it's a couple other places that i'm not sure of how to get them so those are like the three big ones anchor apple Podcasts, or spotify do me a favor um if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, just leave me a review man say you like the podcast say you don't like it um whatever rate it review it um, subscribe if you want. I'm going to try to bring these out every Monday uh, because there's not as many off days, obviously, this season with the short season. So, you know, usually I just go to the beginning, you know, release it. Uh, usually I release these uh, the beginning of the week, you know, when they start the new week. And if there's not a game on Monday, then release it on Tuesday. But I'm just going to try to do it every Monday. Um, Just keep it consistent. So if you subscribe you'll get the notification that it's coming every Monday um, and it'll be there. I'm I'm gonna try. Obviously I got so much going on over the next couple weeks um, that uh, we'll see. But um, if you're a fan of my comedy I know this is a Dodger podcast but I'm trying to set up some outdoor shows over the next couple months because I got to get back on stage man. I actually am doing a private event this weekend. Um, out here in Oklahoma, and it'll be the first time I've been on stage. Uh, April, May, June, July, August, five months, which is fucking crazy. So, uh, if you're in a city somewhere, um, you know, keep posted on my social media, and I'm probably going to have some outdoor shows, socially distanced, CDC guideline uh, adhering uh, shows set up, probably... Starting as early as you know, with as August and setting some up throughout September, October, and hopefully you know, scattered throughout the winter and fall until we can get a vaccine and have people not get scared and be able to do comedy full time again. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, those are my updates. Um, follow me on social media at Peter Um and thank you guys so much for listening to My Blue Thoughts. And I will talk to you guys next time. Roll down the wind, put down the top, crank up the beach for man. Don't let the music stop. We gonna ride it to we Just can't ride it no more.